0: As we go through the Gospels, and we're we're talking about discipleship, right? Disciple is our theme, being a disciple of Christ. Well, sometimes Jesus came to the disciples, or sometimes Jesus came to people, and he said something, and it was shocking. And they stood back, and we asked the question, Jesus said, what? What? That's where we're at. That's our, that's our sermon series. Is Jesus said what? And, and tonight I want to look at uh, what Jesus says in these specific passages here. Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 24 all the way through verse 33. All right. Jesus said what? We should all say that together. Isn't that fun? Ready? One, two, three. Jesus said what? What's he going to say? We're, let's, I'm going to read the passage and then I'm going to teach through it, okay? Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 25 through verse number 33. Now, before we get into this passage, I want to tell you, he is talking to normal people. Uh, Normal people, the disciples, uh, the disciples are, uh, some of them were fishermen. They held down regular jobs, just like you do. Uh, Some of these were tax collectors. Collectors, how do you even say that word? Tax collectors. Uh, I'm having a, I'm just, Mike, you got me pumped up tonight, buddy. Give me that hat. No, I'm kidding. Don't give me that hat. Uh, Listen, uh, these were normal people. When Jesus sat down with his disciples, sometimes we think, disciples, you know, magical people in the Bible. They were people that were busy doing normal life, just like you are. But God called them to follow him, and he called us to follow him. And so let's see what he says to them. Verse 25. Verse 24, I'm sorry. No man can serve... Two masters, no man it says for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold. The fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Do the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, what does all this mean? This was all new information to the disciples. Uh, this is all part of the Sermon on the Mount. The Bible says he went up, he was with a crowd, but then he went up and his disciples followed him and he, he taught them from Matthew 5 through Matthew chapter 7. Then at the end of Matthew chapter 7, this is what the Bible says. It says, uh, verse 28, Matthew seven twenty eight. I just wanted to catch the end of this message he was giving. It came to pass when Jesus ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Astonished means they had to step back in awe, and, and this, is what they, this is why they were astonished. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. When we are going into this word here that Jesus is talking to us about, realize he is one that has authority because we're hearing words of Almighty God, the one that created us. He knows better than us. His thoughts are higher than ours, and so sometimes always, not sometimes, when Jesus comes to us with his words, we got to change how we're thinking. And so that's the expectation for tonight. Can we go there together? We need to take the Bible and we need to look at it like Pastor Tony talked about this morning, like a mirror, and it's going to show us how we ought to think differently. And that's where we're at in verse number 25. I'm going to walk verse by verse and teach through this tonight. Um, it, does your Bible have headings? Anyone in here, your Bible has little subtitles or headings over the sections? S- subtitles? No, subheadings. subheadings. Okay, mine says teachings on worry. Anyone else to say that teachings on worry at the beginning of this one? Worry, um, it's going to be talking about, the, it's going to use the word taking thought or thinking about. Worry is What we're worrying about is the things that fill our mind, right? They fill our thoughts day in and day out. It's the things that kind of master our minds. But look at what Jesus said about worry. He said in verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. He, he, he talks about three general things that we're, we're all concerned about. He talks about food. He talks about what we drink, okay? And he talks about clothing, right? These are normal, everyday cares that we have. So I want to ask you, uh, he's talking about things that you're thinking about. What is on your mind tonight? What are you coming in here? I know you're living daily life just like I am. What's on your mind? What are you concerned about? See, some of us are concerned with things, just with daily life, what we do from nine to five. Some of you come in here tonight with work concerns. You know that tomorrow is Monday, okay? Uh, you know that tomorrow you got to start, you got to go back to work, you got to get up early, you got to go through the daily grind of getting your job done. Some of you are concerned uh, about that job. Anyone ever had a boss and you were concerned, can I make my boss happy? You know, you, you, have, to, you have to do that. Some, some of us come in here concerned about making a paycheck. There are normal burdens that we talk about, and the same is what the disciples were facing. They had normal things they cared about. I'm sure they had family to worry about, things that were going on. Maybe some of them had health problems. I know that there are people in this room that are facing health issues, whether it's in your own life or it's in your family. But we all come with worry. Right? Some of you are in here with very, very large prayer requests. Uh, I can, if, if you just think of the closest people to you, I can, I can think of my family. I can think of the staff here at the church. Just with the closest 10 people around you, I bet you can name very large prayer requests. Big ones, okay? Sometimes these get labeled as unspoken. <laughs> We're like, it's so big, I don't want to share. I don't want to burden anyone else with my cares. But we have cares. We have things that are on our mind. Um, some of you come here tonight with financial cares. Uh, this, this idea of, I've got to pay the bills. That's what he's talking about, worrying about food and clothing. Some of you are wondering where your next paycheck is going to come from. How am I going to keep food in the cabinets? Um, we are uh, ha- we're having a great time on Tuesday nights. We, uh, anyone ever heard of Financial Peace University? Financial Peace, raise your hand. Yeah? got a few of you in here that are coming. Uh, I went through the class. We have a really nice group of folks going through Financial Peace University. Now, uh, in our class, we have uh, a little over 20 people involved. I want to give you some statistics because I know this applies to you. In our class of 13 families, now, when I say these things, this is just typical of people in this room, so you're going to identify with it. In our FPU class, Financial Peace, uh, out of our group, we have six hundred and thirty-four thousand seven hundred and sixty-seven dollars of debt. Non-mortgage debt. Do you think that weighs on people's minds? And how many of you think that's a lot of money, first of all? That's a lot of money. How many of you think that if you either you've been in debt or you have debt now or you have financial things, what, is it weigh on your mind? Do finances bother your thoughts throughout the week? They do. They bother you because you're, you're constantly concerned about paying those things off or, or having that bill due when it's due. And that, do I pay this or do I pay that? But it's something that we think about, it's a worry. Uh, Sometimes we worry about what the Bible is talking about just before this passage. Uh, The Bible, uh, Jesus said to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, but not to lay up yourselves treasures on earth, because everything that you have on earth is going to rust, it's going to corrupt, and it's going to go away. It's not going to last. But there are things that last forever. Some of us, we're concerned about possessions. Maybe you just bought a new house, or you have a car, and it concerns you to keep it nice. Um... These are things, our possessions, our treasures here on earth, the things that deal with our life in the here and now bog us down and they they worry us. Um, I know my grandmother, and uh, I doubt she'll listen to the podcast, but uh, she might. She's getting pretty tech savvy. She's on Facebook awful lot. But my grandma, she has always been the one in my family that worries Worry captures her heart. It, uh, it distracts her from everything else uh, that could uh, make up life. And she, she's constantly worrying. She's, she's worried about people getting hurt. She's worried when we travel. She's worried with just about everything. Uh, and, and, you know, worry can do that to you, right? This is what Jesus is talking about. And he says, listen, don't take thought don't even concern yourself with what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or what you shall put on, your clothes. And then he's going to go in, and in verses 26 through 32, he's going to make his case of why. Why am I not to worry about these things? Why am I not to be overly preoccupied with the problems that are here and now? Let's look and see what he says. Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, he says behold the fowls of the air. Fowls is the Bible word for birds, okay? Behold the birds, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. He says, listen, the birds are out there, they're flying around, they're chirping around, and you know what happens? They don't have to plant their food, they don't have to make their food, they don't have to go to Kroger. The birds are just out there doing their thing. And the Bible says, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. One good reason to worry, not to worry, is because the birds don't. That's what Jesus said. Why not to worry? Because birds don't worry. Listen, he asked the question about this. He says, listen, the birds are out there, and they don't have to worry about where they're going to get their food. And he says very clearly, are ye not much better than they? Are we better than the birds? We are better than the birds. The birds are animals, okay? We're humans, we are made in the image of God. We are the only creation that God made in his image. Uh, Pastor uh, preached a couple weeks ago about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We're made with a purpose. We're made by design. Uh, God took great thought when he created you, not just people in general, but you specifically. He knows you. He cares about you. And he, Jesus asked this question. He's like, you're here worrying about whether you're going to eat or how you're going to pay your bill. Don't you know that if I take care of the birds, I'm going to take care of you? That's good. That's reassuring. Look at verse twenty-seven. He's going to make his case about not worrying. He says, "Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit to his stature? Cubit is a you know measurement. So if you if you think about it, you think really hard." Can you get taller? Not gonna happen. I'm not gonna go there. Sorry, it's Pastor Michael back here. He's my buddy. So I'm not gonna say anything about thinking and growing taller. It doesn't happen. Do you know what? When you think about the problems in your life, do you know how much better the problems get? How much better do they get when you think about them really, really hard? doesn't do you any good, right? You can think about it and think about it and worry about it and concern yourself about it and be preoccupied about something, but it never, ever fixes it. It doesn't go away. That's what the point he's making is that uh, worry does not fix your problem. There was a study done I read about it in a newspaper they did a study over an extended period of time with people and and they would actually journal their concerns and their cares all throughout the day if there was something that was kind of burdening them, weighing them down, they're thinking about it, you know you're at work and you can't work because you're thinking about this or you're at church and you're overly concerned about this so they jot these things down. What's what's concerning them? What's weighing on their mind? And uh, After the fact, they look back at this list and found that um, 85% of their concerns never became a reality. 85%. Now, I've I've heard some people say, man, that's great. If if I worry, 85% of those worries aren't going to come true. That's not the way you should think about it. You got to think that it's not going to help you to be overly concerned about these things. Let's move on and see what else Jesus says about these things. Verse number 28, he says, and why take ye thought for raiment or clothing? Um, anyone ever buy new shoes? I, buy new shoes. I hope we buy shoes. Anyone ever buy shoes? Okay, oh, okay. Um, I bought some shoes a couple days ago. So I wore my new shoes this morning and uh, maybe you saw my new shoes. I'm not wearing them now. I have a good reason. So this morning in starting point, I had to give a tour. Bad idea. You do not get new shoes and wear them on the day you have to give a tour because you're walking all around this building. You walk about five miles to get from one side to the other. And, uh, oh, man, so now I'm wearing my older shoes. Um, But Jesus is talking about clothing here, okay? He he talks about our clothing. He says this. Consider the lilies of the field. You ever look at flowers? Now, guys, this may be a little touchy-feely for you. Think about pretty flowers, <laughs> okay? Uh, listen, they're, they're beautiful. They're always beautiful. But here's what he says about them. They grow. They don't work to make themselves beautiful. they, they says they don't spin or like make thread or, or sew themselves into being beautiful. He says, listen, God makes them that way. He clothes them. He makes them nice. He says, and yet I say unto you, verse 29, that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. It says, um, the flowers are beautiful, gorgeous. People pay bucus of money to have beautiful flowers at their weddings and events, and God is the one that makes them that way. And He says, you know what? One of the kings that's known as the wealthiest of wealthy kings was never, never had clothes like these beautiful flowers. Verse number 30, wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? And then he points out a little problem that we have. What's he say there? Read the next one, two, three, four, five words with me. O ye of little faith. He says, We're worrying about stuff. We, we've got things on our mind. How are we going to fix this? How are Our car's broken down. How am I going to fix it? We've got we to pay the bills. How's it going to happen? We, we need to move. How's it, how are we going to move? We've got this health issue. How's it going to get fixed? He, he goes through all these practical needs about food and clothing and what are we going to wear. And he says, Listen, don't you trust me? So I'm taking care of birds, I'm taking care of flowers, I'm taking care of grass. Don't you think I'm going to take care of you? And it's a rhetorical question. The answer should be, well, yeah, of course. And look at what he says in verse number 31. Uh, Verse number 31 says, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, the good thing is that the majority of you in here don't really have to worry too much about if you're going to eat or not. Some of you may, and God provides, and he cautions us about worrying, but most of us don't have to concern ourselves about if we're going to eat or not. Some of us have trouble eating too much, right? Uh, yeah, don't look at me, okay? We do. This is a, So Jesus is saying, don't worry about your food. Well, we have plenty of food. He says, don't worry about your uh, what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your clothes. I want to read one verse before we move on. In 1 Timothy 6, 1 Timothy 6, verses 6 through 8. Listen to this, because it, it, it really zones in on, on what Jesus is teaching here. He only mentions those three things, food, uh, what you drink, and your clothing, okay? Food, water, clothing. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment or clothing, let us be therewith content. The word content is satisfied. Like, that's enough. See... Jesus is talking about worry. He's talking about care. Uh, he began the passage talking about how no man can serve two masters, that so many times we've got these cares and these worries, these temporary things here on earth that consume us. They, they take our thoughts, they take our energy, our effort, our, our mental energies. And he's, he's saying here, uh, listen, we should be pleased and content with simple things, food, clothing. It says, because with contentment, that is great gain. See, most of us, most of our worries aren't about food and clothing. We're getting all bent out of shape about extras. We're getting bent out of shape about other things. Should I buy a newer car? Should I get a second vehicle? Uh, These things that we care about, that we're consumed with, as many times we worry about, man, I'm not getting paid enough at my job. You know, what, we've got a job, and we're paying all these bills, and we're concerned. We're worried about things. So many times, honestly, as Christians, we're, we get overwhelmed. Anyone ever said, somebody asked you, how you doing? Well, I'm a little overwhelmed. Anyone ever said that? Many times, we're overwhelmed with our blessings, okay? What are you overwhelmed with? Well, I'm so overwhelmed with my children that are alive and they're healthy, but it's stressing me out. And I don't know how I'm going to parent them, but I'm overwhelmed with this good thing. So many times I'm overwhelmed with, what, your job, the one that pays you, uh, the one that keeps food in your cabinets. You know, we're overwhelmed with all of these blessings. Uh, We're overwhelmed with our family. Well, this isn't even where Jesus is going, but we need to be content with the things that we have, okay? Um, Jesus is talking about these things that take up our thoughts, that uh, take up our cares, and we're going to see in a second, the reason he's saying this, the reason he's saying don't worry is because there's something else that we're supposed to use our energies on. Okay? Let's, let's see what he says here. Verse uh, number, we'll read verse 31 again. The Bible says, Matthew six thirty-one. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. See, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. These are people that, whose life has just been changed because they've had the Son of God come to them in the middle of their life and say, follow me. And now they're following him, and they're having to change their whole way of thinking. And they're sitting down, listening to him. And he says, listen, you guys are concerned with your food. You're concerned with your stuff here on earth. You're concerned with the cares of this life. He says, listen, you've got it wrong. All of those things, you don't need to worry about that. Listen, I take care of the flowers. I take care of the birds. I'm going to take care of you. I got this. I've got it under control. He says, all of those things that you're worried about, Those are the things that Gentiles worry about. Those are the ones that aren't following me. The the, that's in, in our vernacular here. That's what people that are outside of church worry about. That's what people that don't have Christ worry about. All those things, but we're different. Here's how we're different. He says, "Listen, you have a heavenly Father that already knows you have need of those things. You're all bent out of shape." concerned about, uh, what, let's say if, if it's a sickness and you're concerned, how do I fix it? How do I make it right? You're concerned about your bills. How do I fix it? How do I make it right? Listen, Jesus says these daily things of life, don't worry about them. I already know that that's going on in your life. I already, have, I already know what you need. You may not know what you need, but I know what you need. Look at this change of perspective that he wants us to have. It says, your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And then there's this word, but. It's a change. It goes from worrying about the stuff, being concerned with the cares of this life, to this. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things things shall be added unto you. My question is, what are these things? The things are the food, the clothing, the cares, the cars, the job, all the stuff. And what we're doing is we're seeking all these things all week long where our mental energy is focused on how do I pay this? How do I take care of this? What am I gonna do about this? How am I gonna fix this? And we're all concerned about all these things that's going on in our life, these things. And Jesus says, listen, all these things, those are things the Gentiles are worried about. Those are things people without Christ are worried about. Your Heavenly Father knows you need those things. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to change your perspective. See, it's, uh, he says here, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and I'll take care of all these things. He, listen, it's not about prioritizing your life. Some of you think that this is a verse of, Let's, let's have priorities, right? God first, family second, and then others, and then work, and we prioritize, right? Anyone ever thought of that before? Let's prioritize. We've got to make sure we have it all in the right order. I don't believe this passage is telling us to put things in order because there's only one thing that's listed. It's a list of one item. And the thing that we're supposed to seek first is the kingdom of God. We seek Christ. Now, back at the beginning of this, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, he he talks about, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. There's verses all through the scripture uh, in, in the Gospels that talk about what we're seeking, where we're setting our affection, what we're pursuing. And the emphasis is that we're so busy seeking all these things that we forget about the one thing or the one person That we're supposed to be seeking, and that's God. There's only one thing. See, it's not about prioritizing. Prioritizing means that you have to focus on everything. But we read in verse number 24 that no man, that's none of you, no man can serve how many masters? Two masters. You can't serve two. Definitely can't serve three. You can only serve one master. You're either gonna love the one or despise the other. And then immediately after that verse, he draws this parallel, hey, you're all concerned about these things, all these cares in your life, but there's one thing you ought to be paying attention to. You know the story of Mary and Martha, where they're all busy, and he says there's really one thing that's needful for you, and it's that you sit at the feet of Jesus. There's one thing, there's one focus that we ought to have. Jesus is asking you, um, see, uh, Jesus is asking us to focus everything on him. See, prioritizing means that you focus on everything just in the right order. Jesus isn't asking for a prioritization. He's not asking that we focus on everything. He's asking that we focus everything on him. You with me? I hope that makes sense. Let me say that again. Prioritizing means that you focus on everything. Jesus is asking for you to focus everything on him. And if you focus on him, he'll take care of the rest. Does that make sense? You take care of God and his business, and he'll take care of your business, all right? See, we're to leave behind, as a disciple, uh, this earthly world, these cares, whether it be from verse 19 on with the treasures that are on earth, or verse 25 through what we just read with the cares of what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, how we're going to pay the bills, all these earthly cares. We're to leave those behind. Those become a master, and we're we're to serve just one master, Jesus See, discipleship is a choosing to follow Christ, okay? You're changing your direction. And tonight, we need to choose our direction as far as what we care about, what we think about. Jesus said some really powerful things here. He said, y'all are worried about things that people without God are worried about, and you need to stop that. O ye of little faith, he says, you need to trust me. You need to trust me. It does you no good to think and think and think of how big your problems are. When we pursue Christ, we see how big He is, and our problems go away. Simple equation here. There's really only two choices that we have in response to this passage. Choice number one is that we can seek everything, okay? Okay. We can care about everything, all these things that we care about, money, health, finances, paying the bills, food, clothing, what he's talking about here. Seek everything, but we miss out on the one thing, Jesus. Seek everything, miss Jesus. Or we can do what he says here, don't prioritize, but refocus on the one. We can seek Jesus, and he says that we won't have to worry about everything anymore, uh, this this passage meant a lot to us. Um, it was about a year ago when we came on staff here. So we were overly concerned with the things in our life, and many times we we always there's always new cares that come up, and it takes us from focusing on Christ. But we were concerned about how we we're going to pay the bills. We were concerned about keeping a job that paid well. We, we were thinking about vacations. We were thinking about retirement. We were thinking about kids' college. We had this whole big plan of all this stuff, and it kept our mind on the stuff, kept our mind on the here and now, on the on this life right here. But we are citizens of a, another earth in heaven. You follow me? And, and so we were so consumed with that. And this passage, Matthew 6, 33, became very clear to me that God wasn't asking me, hey, Chris, You need to worry about taking care of all your stuff. He said, no, no, you need to worry about my stuff. You need to worry about me. You need to be concerned with your relationship with me. And you know what? I'll take care of all those things. See, when we find Jesus, when we follow him and make him our number one and only pursuit, he takes care of those other things we're worried about. We get so caught up in right now worrying about providing for ourselves and taking care of all these things. I'm not saying quit your job because that would be stupid. But I am saying that if you seek the Lord, all of these worries that you're so concerned about, he'll take care of them. That's exactly what he says. So my question for you tonight, and we will close, is there any care that is consuming your attention tonight? Maybe you came in here and, man, you didn't even know. Uh, You you just were going to sit in here and sometimes church becomes a release and you just come and you can kind of sit and think about what's going on in your life. Well, whatever you were concerned about, you need to follow what the passage says. Take no thought for it, but instead, seek the Lord. See, whatever we're worried and we're preoccupied about is taking us from exactly what we need or who we need, and that's Christ.